Hey listeners, we're really excited to present episode 38 of the Sunflower Society podcast to you. We also want to remind you for any resources that we are currently um, making available to you or that we talk about throughout our podcast episodes, you can always find all of them at spirituallystrategic.com. So be sure you check it out. We have some great free resources, including our current course and ebook, All on Intuition. So be sure to check out spirituallystrategic.com. And we look forward to getting your feedback on the resources. Enjoy this episode. sister hey sister welcome listeners to the sunflower society podcast where we are helping you maximize your gifts and talents and your day-to-day activities to have an impact in the world let's get ready to go hey sister Hey! Uh, Don't right. pretend like we haven't been on here <clears throat> for the previous 20 minutes or so. Oh, on Zoom? Oh, no, we have. <laughs> I actually, listeners, I if you're listening and not watching this, but you're listening, I actually just spent the past 15, 20 minutes watching Kara get ready while I waited for her. Ooh. I'm having a coughing fit. I just sucked in my spit the wrong way. Oh, well, that's always great for setting up a podcast. Welcome, listeners. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're on episode 38. This is the Sunflower Society podcast. I'm Justine Gonzalez. I'm here with Kara Gonzalez-Howard, my sister. I almost said my sister-in-law, but I was only thinking that way because I said your name like dashed. Sorry. Yeah, everybody was asking me why I changed it. I didn't change it legally. I did it. So I've had a couple people that I've connected with on Facebook recently that didn't know me as Kara Howard. And I, I still think I look just as youthful as I did at age 18. But, you know, don't believe that to be true. So, so are you saying... Are you saying that you were requesting people's friendship on Facebook and they didn't recognize you? (laughs) That's not what I said, but we'll leave it at that. (laughs) All right. Well, we will dive right in today. Um, If this is your first time listening, you can learn more about our company together at spirituallystrategic.com. We actually just released our first ebook, so we're super excited about that. You can um, find out the details at spirituallystrategic.com, um, but we're going to dive in. We normally banter about anything funny in our lives, telling stories, but most of all, trying to give you just some like realistic, tangible, how do I, how do I shift this area of my life, or what does this mean in my life? So... We kind of just process out loud (laughs) ourselves, you know, different things that are going on, but hopefully you find it helpful in your own life's journey, whether it's professional or personal reasons that you listen. Um, We both have been in 
um, the service world for a number of years, me in education and care and nursing, and then have branched off and, and started our own businesses, and we have a business together. So welcome, little background information. Um, and I know, Kara, you wanted to talk about protecting your energy in episode 38 today. And I think, you know, it's one of those things we can definitely have fun talking about um, because I think we both had some funny situations come up throughout the pandemic um, with just kind of creating boundaries um, and deciding who and who we are not going to give access to in our lives. So um, when you think about protecting your energy, what, why, why, I guess, was this topic resonating with you? Well, because as we're talking about a return to normal, a lot of that, to me, I don't want to go back to the way things were before all of this started. I've really grown a lot and benefited from time, like as a family and, um, more interrupt uninterrupted time with my Sorry, kids there's a little kid outside my apartment building yelling so if you hear that <laughs> oh i didn't oh, okay <laughs> it the was really loud <laughs> the internet bandwidth says it's still low though i'm worried that we're gonna have a bad video quality but you're freezing a little bit off and on am i freezing no Oh, okay. Well, I'll keep talking. Um, anyways, I, I don't want to, I don't want to return to normal. I feel like my energy, <laughs> my energy has been a lot better and more positive since this, it, I mean, it didn't initially start that way, but, um, I don't know. I feel like I have been able to boil down what's important to me and focus on that. Whereas I don't have a good attention span in normal life sometimes because, you know, we have three kids. We're really busy with and all kinds of activities and going and doing, and we want to give them those experiences as parents and have, you know, as much opportunity as possible to find out what they're interested in. But, um, yeah, it's been nice to like kind of settle into a place where I, I really, and I think we as a family have grown to know what is super essentially important to us and what we won't be going back. So not that we're not going to do it, but just the things that we felt uncomfortable sometimes saying no to, or we felt rude about declining an invitation to go somewhere you know, I, I don't have as much problem saying no in general, but especially after this, I feel like it'll be <clears throat> easier for me to say no things that I'm on the fence about. Uh, those things might not have been serving me anyhow, you know? Okay. So is it safe to say that your normal was go, 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 busy, busy, busy? Yeah, minus when the kids, you know, I have a job where I go into work, well, prior to all this, three days a week, and um, the kids were in school, and so I'd have two days totally to myself while they're at school to kind of, 
you know, work on our business, work on whatever stuff I want to get done around the house, that kind of stuff. And um, beyond that, though, it was, there was, we were hard pressed to find time to have a, even a meal together some nights. Yeah. And that's, my kids are young-ish, like middle school and under. So I don't, I don't think it's a necessity uh, to return to that necessarily. I hope people have appreciated this enough that they're not doing things like scheduling stuff on Sundays. Um, I was feeling that even before all this started, but it, it just, it will bring people back to noticing their energy and noticing their emotions more hopefully. Well, I was going to say maybe, right? Because if I'm on a, if I'm a person who I'm not typically self-aware anyways, then why would I like, why would I just instantly change? Like, this has kind of been my ongoing question throughout this because we do see people reacting a multitude of ways. And what it's revealed for me, I mean, just in my own journey and to be completely transparent here is like I had at one point this week, a list of phone calls alone. This isn't obviously email communication but, or texts or messages, right, through various platforms. Um, I had a list of like six or seven people piled by Tuesday of people to call back. And even when I looked at that list, that wasn't including um, like family members. So right. family members would be a separate list. So when you look at that, then it, it can either cause you to get overly sensitive and be like, okay, why do people not understand like what's going on in my life? Number one. But then number two, it also forced me to go, okay, what is this information telling me? Because everything we get, whether it's, whether we take it negatively or positively, it's better to look at things like that's information. Even if it's a criticism from somebody, it's still information and are we willing to step back and just say, well, what does that information tell me about myself? And one of the things I started to realize with that pattern is, well, maybe I'm still operating in a way where I'm making myself overly available to people. And there's maybe an expectation for me to return a call or a text just like that because I still operate that way sometimes. And so it's something that I'm okay with, I'm working on, and I want people to know that I'm accessible, but then there's also situations where like it feels as though then people are making an assumption like, oh, well you have time, why wouldn't you call me back right away? Um, even if they yeah, don't, I don't do that. I don't. Yeah, you don't do that, but then, you know, it just makes well, I said I don't like <laughs> Oh, you what? I, I like that. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a two-sided coin there. It's easy for us to maybe get sensitive or in our emotions about, oh, well, so-and-so posted this or, oh, well, so-and-so doesn't understand. And I've been there too. I think we've been there in different ways throughout the past couple months. But then are we willing to just step back and ask ourselves, well, what am I doing to protect my own energy? And why should that be any different now? then it should be moving forward. Right. 
And, and, and to your point, were you also saying yes to things because you just felt like you should for whatever reason, not because you actually right. wanted to? I don't, I mean, I'm kind, I'm definitely an introvert. I have extrovert qualities. I mean, everybody's a combo, but I'm highly introverted, meaning if, if you haven't studied up on that, meaning you get energy from being alone. You get energy from, like, one of my favorite things is to be alone and, like, just think, which is crazy to some people. Like, I ask my husband sometimes, what are you thinking about? And his answer is, like, nothing. I like to not think about anything. I just empty my brain. And, but for me, that's impossible. Like, I can't. I'm, my brain is constantly going. And so I think I tend to, like, wear myself out and need that recharge time because my brain is not, not stopping. I even have trouble, like, sleeping at night and staying asleep. And, like, you know, I think those are all qualities that people have. But then there's a other group of people that are huge extroverts and they're dying inside right now because they thrive and they get their energy from other people, from being around other people. I've just, by my nature, never been that way. As a child, like one of my favorite things I remember doing was hiding and like listening to music. And like, that was, that was like sacred time to me. And I, I remember in re reading those two things were basically what what I did when I was little and I was totally happy doing that and felt disrupted whoa that was loud um I felt disrupted if I wasn't allowed or given the time to do that um but there's a whole other group of people out there that need not constant interaction with other people but some people are like that would I you think say, you're probably in the middle would you say I'm a huge extrovert no, I don't think you are. I think you're in the middle. So I am actually, the technical term is that I am an, an extroverted introvert. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can love, that. I love to be around people. I love to connect with people. I love to study people and observe yep. their interactions. But I also have realized over the years my limitations with that. Um, because I absorb a lot of people's energy when I'm around them too. So I'm very strategic about who I'm actually spending time around and what purpose it's serving, um, just in general. But I also then, like, I have to monitor that. And I know if I have like a really packed out week where I'm on the road working with multiple schools, you're dealing with a lot of different personalities um, and facilitating. And you're kind of, it's almost like this, like you're on 10. Like you're stage ready. You're, you're, you're the one doing the professional development. And so because of that, then I intentionally now set my schedule so that I have at least a day or two of like recovery and I'll block out the whole day on my calendar. So nobody can schedule anything like, or at all so that it, my time is taken up because I have to decompress and be alone with my thoughts and have that time and there's I mean there's been times when I turn down even going to like something fun with friends because I'm like I'm not going to be any fun like I'm gonna I I'm I know myself and I will end up leaving early anyways and be like irritated about something ridiculous because I was already probably searching for a way to get out of having to expend more energy <laughs> 
So I at least know myself well enough at this point to know that. I think when we don't know that, and again, we don't step back, kind of get on the balcony to see our life, see the players, see what's going on in our life, then it's really hard to be aware of number one, our actions, but also why we are taking the actions that we are taking. Well, there's two extremes to this pendulum too. So being an introvert, I, I mean, there are times in my husband, this is crazy and insane, but like we have this tradition of going to this big music festival every summer and I hate not it. This, not this summer. Not this summer. <laughs> I don't, I do it because he loves it and he has fun and whatever, but it's not like super, like they're good bands and stuff, but I just feel like those music festivals aren't very good quality sounding. Like I would prefer a nice calm place where I can enjoy music instead of like people cling into you and extreme hundred degree humid Indiana heat. I guess mission, but whatever. Same thing. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I am so like, I almost cringe at the thought I do cringe at the thought of being in a big crowded place like that because like that energy that you take in from other people instantly can affect me and people who don't experience that or haven't like tried to experience that don't understand. Um, but what I was getting to is that part of me that's an introvert. I push myself to do things like that sometimes because for other people, first of all, sometimes I do. And second of all, I know that it's not healthy to just totally like get in a place where you're not wanting to be around anybody or even though it works for you, it's not healthy emotionally to never be around anybody. But I can see myself letting myself get, I'm totally fine going outside, digging in my garden all day. <laughs> You know what I mean? Coming in and spending time with my family at the end of the day. Like, that's my perfect life. I mean, in a nutshell, I'd be perfectly happy, but I also know that there are other people that give me, um, give me certain benefits from being around them and same in return from me to them. So, but the other extreme of that, that expert I've never been an extrovert, so I don't fully understand what they go through, but I, I would think that that side of the spectrum at its extreme, those people must be so miserable right now, and hopefully they're taking time to really think about why it makes them miserable to be by themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, is there something fundamentally that they're avoiding within themselves, that they use other people as a distraction, or... Is it truly, like, I don't believe that anybody is that extroverted. I believe that we all need time for self-introspection and getting to know ourselves. And if we are in a constant state of motion with our energy going ping, 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 ping all around, there's not enough left to really, like, figure stuff out. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I, I don't understand it. I'm I'm trying to um, I'm trying to pull up a message actually that somebody sent me this morning because it has to do with that. 
and it was it's one of my friends and she was just saying I'm just I just admire you so much I don't know how how you're keeping everything straight with releasing books and courses with your sister and doing your PhD blah 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 and she's giving me a compliment I said that is so sweet how are you and your family doing um but she had she said I can't even follow through on one program for self-improvement so I and I there's part of me that always then wonders like well what like I'm trying to go back to those days of being like all over the place and there's still days when I struggle right. with that like I it it is nothing more than intentional actions it's not because like you and I are just some evolved crazy people or that you see other people doing a bunch of things and they're just these evolved crazy perfect beings it's because like I started right. intentional actions because I know people are probably wondering, well, okay, well, how do you keep everything straight? Oh, well, how do you protect your energy? You're, it's, it's a concept you and Kara can talk about and just, you know, go on and on on your podcast. But if we really have to boil it down, for me, it was like making intentional actions and it's taken making them into a habit. So even when I first started my first company, I didn't use to block out time intentionally on my calendar. I would basically just take whatever meetings I could get because you're an entrepreneur, right. you're in hustle mode. And I'd always been very organized about keeping a calendar as a principal because you have to, you're doing school visits, you're doing evaluations, you're responsible for deadlines. So, I know the nuances of that, but there's a difference between, oh, okay, yeah, I do that at work, and but but that's more task and managerial oriented. Are you able to do it for yourself because you've gotten to a place where you recognize that you're just as important as the organization right. you work for right. or whatever other endeavors you're doing? And one of the things I realized about myself was, you're caring more about other people and other organizations that you serve than you're even really caring about yourself. And that was a very hard truth to grapple with. And I really didn't have to until I became an entrepreneur because there's nobody else to answer to. And so you almost find yourself in this place of having to be alone with your thoughts and be like, well, why, why wouldn't I block out time to go walking? Why wouldn't right. I block out time to go cook? And it can easily get away from you to where you're just this tornado of not having any, any direction or you're trying to do all the things but doing nothing well. Um, so for me, it was truly an intentional action of I know my patterns well enough to know, okay, after I schedule two coaching calls, I need at least a 30-minute break. I, I might do some meditation. I might do some yoga, I might call my man, I might whatever, but I know that I need those intentional things. And that's just taken time to, to figure that out, but that's because I've had to figure myself out. And I think it's, it then can have this appearance like, oh, it looks easy, but like, I, I'm even something basic like using a planning tool for social media accounts, somebody was asking me like, well, how, how do you do it and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, like my Friday morning, my Friday mornings are usually planning social media posts and doing administrative tasks, like invoicing people or paying my own bills. 
So I just know Friday mornings, like I don't schedule anything else. And that's my creative time for social media. It's what, I don't know. So it's, it's figuring out when that's going to work for you and how it's going to work for you, even if you're holding a quote unquote traditional job. Well, more importantly, in all of that is you want to do it. You want to put energy towards it because if you're always finding yourself put energy towards like just that, those institutions or constructs that we have in our lives that aren't really, they deserve our attention certainly, but, and respect, Mm -hmm. but it should never be about putting putting your quote unquote job or putting another person's desire for you above what you believe you should be doing your energy. It's, I mean, I, I mean, I have lived that way very long time and it took a lot of retraining myself realizing that was a problem and really like step-by-step trying to break down, like, why do I feel guilt around telling somebody no? Like simply asking yourself that I started asking myself that a few years ago and breaking down what your belief system is around your energy, because if you don't see your energy as sacred and protected and and necessary for you to be able to output into the world, chances are you're not going to do any, you're just going to give it away. Like it's nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But if I believe it's of high value, Right. Then, then I, I put a premium on that. And that, right. that can include blocking out whole days of my calendar to do nothing but take care of myself, to do nothing right. but spend time with loved ones. I like you, you, and I think that is maybe the toughest realization with when it comes to protecting our energy is that we have to realize that most times we want to point the finger at somebody else and say, well, it's because of this or because of them that I don't have time or I don't have energy. And the real, the realization really is it's still your decision. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. And we're, we're very complex in making up these narratives. We decide to tell ourselves about, and, and I don't know, Brene Brown always talks about that. Right. And, And she says, how you break it down is like, okay, this is what happened. The story I'm telling myself is blah, blah, blah. The story I need to rewrite is blah, blah, blah. Because we can walk away from a conversation, whether it's in the workplace, in your marriage, whatever, and you start to automatically process it through your lens. And so you start telling yourself this story like, well, the story I'm telling myself is my boss sent me an email because they expect me to work overtime. Well, and that's probably not what the email says. (laughs) Right. And then we take it and run with it and we create stress and pressure and, and like feelings of not good enough or not worthy enough, or it'll never be enough. Right. And that's where we start. Then you start to see that bleed over into how people view finances, how people view, um, how much someone loves them. I mean, it impacts then your thinking with everything. So when we talk about, even in one of our courses, reprogramming, it really is reprogramming. And when I say I'm speaking about that, because I've been there, I've spent tons of hours praying through things, reading the Bible, journaling, literally writing, I am enough, 
So like you have to intentionally reprogram the way that you're even seeing the world. And that, again, is not taking and pointing a finger and saying, well, I think this way because X, Y, Z happened to me. No, it's just information. That's apparently how you're thinking right now. Lean into the feelings and then work through it and, and tell yourself a new story of what you really believe about yourself, your value, and, and how valuable your energy is. Because if you don't do that and be an advocate for yourself, honey, nobody's going to do it. Right. Right. I think too, like, I feel like people could watch this one of two ways, either they're on board and they can see what we're saying or, or they're taking it really personally. And like, how could they say this? They don't understand me. They don't, you know, they don't know don't what it know is. Me. X, y, Z. Which right. We don't know you probably. <laughs> and we also, don't know your the ins and outs of your life experience or your story but the reality is if we are doing something in our life that is helping us and work for us you better bet we're gonna share with people and it might not I mean I truly believe that the things that we are being shown in our lives are pretty universal truths on a lot of levels I mean we don't we're not the same as anybody in the world, us, we're not even alike each other, but I, sorry, I have all kinds of tractors driving by for some reason right at the moment. <laughs> One moment. Tractor break. <laughs> the joy of in the Midwest, middle America. Uh, if you're feeling bristly about anything that we're saying, usually when I'm feeling bristly about something, there's a lot of unresolved or undealt with, uh, aggression or feelings that I have about something for a reason. It's not because you're wrong and I'm right. It's usually because you're right. And I'm being convicted in some way that I don't want it to be true, but what you're saying is right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it goes back to criticism, right? When you have a piece of criticism from somebody, their intention is probably not to tear you down. It's probably pointing out something that maybe you don't realize about yourself. And that's why it is important to step back and, and just see it as information. Everything we get all day is information that we, we, we get a lot of information every day, whether it's, Oh, this person commented on a post. Oh, this person said this when I spoke with them on the phone, blah, blah, blah. It's all information. And I think that that's important to recognize on the flip side, because if you're a person who is used to words of affirmation constantly, it doesn't mean somebody doesn't appreciate you or doesn't love you just because they don't say it constantly. Right. So I think it kind of goes back to that of understanding again, how you're wired how you show up in the world typically and what exactly that means for you when you have an interaction with somebody. You can either take the information, whether it's positive or negative, and you can process it and look at yourself, or you can point a finger and not um, be accountable for who you are. And I think, I think that that's really hard. I, I, it's really hard to start to look at ourselves and be honest about what we struggle with 
to be honest about what uh, our, our fears are because a lot of times too, we get bristly about things that are our worst fear, meaning I don't want it to be true that I'm a workaholic or I don't want it to be true that I'm a rundown stay-at-home mom or whatever. And you're trying to overcompensate with different things to your point, filling up your life with things or with activities instead of just sitting your butt down and confronting yourself and saying, okay, God, this is where I find myself in life right now. (laughs) What's going well, what's working and what's not working. Um, and, and what do we need to shift? And I, I think when, again, you're not even, I, again, it goes back to like, are you even making intentional time every day to be with your thoughts? And this is, we have another free resource to do that called the bold journal. Um, but it, it truly gives you more of a, how to a deep dive of how do you start to, um, transform some of your limiting beliefs. And I had a lot of limiting beliefs about time. I had a lot of limiting beliefs about money um, and a lot of other things. Um, I would say even about love because you grow up and again, you're not processing the way you see the world. You just think, oh, that's, that's how people live their life. Well, and a lot of this relearning stuff, it sounds it sounds weird, like to people that have never done it or thought about it or thought it was a thing. It seems really strange, but just understand too that our our we're wired a certain way. So Justine and I, when we talk about we work through these things, it doesn't mean those like initial feelings of our gut don't pop up and make us feel a certain bad way. Right. But since we've seen the truth of the matter, so to speak, in a lot of different areas in our lives, we're better able to squash that initial negative voice. Because I, I've said this before on this podcast, but my internal dialogue tends to be complete negativity sometimes. And I really have to like, I've gotten a lot quicker at it, but it, really takes a minute sometimes to get back on track to what I know to be truth. So just because you do inner work doesn't mean like you're going to be cured or like your problems are going to go away because those same feelings still exist and abide within you. It's a matter of, you know, how to deal with it now, or you know, what's truth and what is a lie. I, I don't know any other way to explain it. Well, and are you working through that with God? So I think the linchpin in this journey is understanding the character of God, understanding the love of God and the love that God has for you. Um, So much so that you are intricately created, you're uniquely created, and there isn't anything that God doesn't know about how you're wired and you're created that way for a purpose. Good, bad, ugly, all of it. And you can either choose to accept that or you can choose to wallow in everything that you're not or you don't have or whatever, um, whatever narrative you believe. And I think in that same token, I would say you, you also need to evaluate, like, who do you fill your time with and who is in your inner circle? Because a lot like 
we wouldn't even be having a podcast if we hadn't started having these conversations together. And part of that was brought on just by different things that had happened in our lives, but also the fact that we had both taken on entrepreneurial ventures. And I think by nature, when you have to go out on your own, you're not operating off of a job description or anything like that. You, you, if you're really determined to be successful, you never have to face more of who you are. And I tell people that a lot if they're asking about, oh, well, I think I want to start this. And I say, well, if you're serious about it and you want it to be a long-term thing, not just some side hustle that you do for a year or two, then you have to understand that there is actually going to be a lot of um, a lot of work involved at a personal level. And if you don't do that, then I I think that your chances of failure are a lot higher. Yeah, I think that's probably why most entrepreneurs throw in the towel early on. Yeah. Because it's too hard. It's hard to face some of the things that you're not strong at, you know, and you feel especially vulnerable at that point because you've made this big decision and like, you know, here you are. It's very scary. I'm staring at the spider creeping on me on my windowsill. Well, um, maybe that's a good ending point. <laughs> I can't tell if it's inside or outside. Oh, it's definitely inside. Hold on. I got another funny story in just a second. This morning was a little bit on the weird side. Oh no, it's a really quick one. I think he landed outside. Okay. Um, my morning has been weird. It's like beautiful and sunny and good, good all around this morning, but I had to take a little commute to pick up some packets for work. And I told, I told Justine a little while ago, I don't think people remember how to drive. Hmm. There are just all kinds of yahoos on the road. It was very bizarre. I think people forgot. Um, you know, people seem, uh, I will say, I went to the grocery store yesterday. People seem very excited just to see other people. <laughs> it's snowing and they're driving, man. It is very erratic. <laughs> like, I'm out! <laughs> is everything open? Like, I'm still confused a little bit about. It depends on what state you're in. Um, it depends on what state you're in. And I also think that regardless of your personal stance on it, I think we all still need to really um, just be aware. <laughs> I guess we keep talking about awareness, but um, you know, I think just be aware that not, and especially when you determine if you're going to go out and about all those things, I would still say take precautionary measures and understand that there are gonna be a lot of people probably out and about that don't think or feel the same way that you do. Um, and so you do run a risk by, by being more actively out and about because there are people who all along haven't been wearing face masks, haven't been, yeah. I don't know, what is your nursing perspective on that? I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not the one in charge making decisions, so it's not really my place to decide 
if it's right or wrong or whatever. Right. Um, I do see data at work. So I'm going along with the data that I'm seeing and mm -hmm. the instructions that I'm being given by people that are a whole lot smarter than I am. Um, so I would never, I would never want to put an assumption out there that like, uh, somebody doesn't have your best interest in mind. Let's just put it that way. I know lots and lots of nurses that are working extremely hard are very, very overworked right now, stressed out that, um, would disagree with the assessment of this being a moral issue. So yeah. I'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, but as, yeah, as people return to, it is a little bit confusing, even like, you know, coming, coming down through the CDC, they change recommendations a lot, but I think it's important that everybody just stay up to date and do what you can to stay healthy and keep your family healthy and follow your, uh, I think, your, your state and your country's guidelines listeners. Yep. I think the whole conversation, I mean, the whole conversation about it being a hoax or propaganda or whatever, I think that just needs to go away. Uh, I think that there are people that are a lot that have the credentials to make decisions that were put in place um, for a reason. And that's, this is not the time to be um, squabbling about that. So that's danger in my opinion. Um, well, it kind of brings us full circle because we're talking about protecting your energy and we gave a couple how-tos if you want to go a little deeper with that concept. Um, we, we called it out before, but check out our, our bold five-day journal. You can find that at spirituallystrategic.com um, or you can, um, you can do it on your own. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, do whatever makes sense for you. But we do have some really cool resources to support your journey and Kind of help you work through these things and honestly it's just a a birth of of what we've been doing like we literally make resources and support for what we've been experiencing and why we have been able to maybe balance multiple things at a time have um you know strong energy around saying no to things knowing what to say yes to um and that's not because we're magical that's because <laughs> We, we work really hard at it and then we we try our best to try to document it and share it with you all so thank you for tuning in to episode 38 of the sunflower society podcast and we will look forward to the next episode if you find value again be sure to share it with friends uh family and um feel free to reach out to us okay bye sister Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Sunflower Society podcast. To learn more about Kara and I and Spiritually Strategic Co., our company together, you can visit spirituallystrategic.com. And of course, if you found value in this episode, feel free to pass it along to a friend. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and leave us a review on Apple. All right, we hope that you have a wonderful week.